everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. As we begin season five, we're going to be looking at deconstructing our faith, what that means, the different definitions of it, and why it might just be completely necessary. Well, here we are, beginning season five. That's really exciting to me. I can't believe that I've continued this podcast for this long, and I love it. I missed you guys the last few weeks as I was having my little end of summer break, but it was necessary. Oh my goodness. I have gone back to teaching after a 12-year break, and so I've been working almost full-time the last four years as a shift shopper, which is like a personal grocery shopper. And I mean, I put in a lot of hours doing that, but it was pretty flexible. And so here I am back to teaching, which requires all of my thought processes to be evolved around uh, currently fifth grade math. And so I think about math all the time, and I don't really have a whole lot of time to think about podcasting or social media or blogging or anything. And I'm sure we'll get there. It'll get balanced out. But the first three weeks have been crazy and fun and amazing and super busy and all of that. So that break was good. But here we are starting season five, and we're going to be talking for the first few weeks about faith deconstruction. And as I was thinking about this season, kind of wondering where to go from where we left off and how do I start this season, all of my other seasons have started with my story. I've given you kind of glimpses and pieces and chunks of my story, but we just spent the whole summer talking about my story. So I didn't necessarily want to go right back to story. Plus, Season four kind of ended up with where I am right now, and so I wasn't really sure how to handle that. But like I said, we just did story all summer, so we're going to jump into this whole idea of faith deconstruction, and why am I here right now? Why are we talking about this right now? Well, let me tell you. So all summer, or half a summer, since since it started, I have been listening to The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill by Christianity Today. It's a podcast with Mike Cosper, and it has been, wow just crazy validating, um, kind of shocking, uh, just eye-opening. It's it's phenomenal. And I know that there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other people also listening to that podcast. And as we are getting our experiences, I guess, within the Christian faith and the churches that we've been a part of, just kind of exposed and, and validated and talked about, I think there are a lot of us who really are looking back at our faith and our experiences and our churches and saying, wow, like what in the world is any of this real? Like how do I discover what was real and what is just religion? How do I differentiate between like the spiritual abuse that happened and the actual God of the Bible? There is a lot of deconstruction that's happening right now and that needs to happen right now. I just spoke with a young woman a couple weeks ago. And she was just reaching out to me saying, like, I just feel spiritually dry right now. I'm trying to rekindle my relationship with God, but I just don't know how to start. And I mean, whenever I hear that, I'm going to start with salvation because I know that so many times salvation does not get explained clearly within Christianity and churches and the Christianese bubble world. So I actually sent her to my episode eight of my podcast, which is when I talk about salvation. And I said, just listen to this and, you know, get back to me. Let's talk. And she said, okay, listen to the whole first season. 
and reached out and said, I need to talk. Like we need to have a conversation because so much of this has just really just made me understand what's going on. So we talked, we talked and, um, and it was good and it was really good. And she was just explaining her story and the things that she's been through. And it was super interesting. It's very familiar to me and to many of us, even though she hadn't grown up in an ultra conservative family and she was looked pretty mainstream from the outside. She just experienced so much spiritual abuse and just performance-based faith and the idea that this angry God was just waiting to get her if she steps out of line and just really having to pray formulas to get his attention. Just a mess. I mean, it was a mess, but it's familiar. It's a familiar mess to many of us and probably many of you who are listening right now. And as I'm listening to her talk and she's like, I just don't know what I think. And I'm trying so hard to try to like reevaluate everything. And it's just so exhausting. And I said, hon, you are deconstructing. She's like, what's deconstructing? And so I just kind of explained to her. I said, You're, you have to just take it apart. You have to pull it all down and you have to just kind of sort through it and figure out what is real, what is truth, what's actual, the real Jesus. And what's this religion that I've experienced? And I said, it's hard. It's hard and it's exhausting and it's a process and it's not going to happen overnight, but it's a good because at the end, if you are seeking the real God, you will find him. You will find him. And so as I'm thinking about the Mars Hill podcast and I'm thinking about her story fresh on my heart, I just know we have to talk deconstruction. We have to talk about it because for so long, <sighs> deconstruction is just kind of a weird word. I feel like it has multiple definitions and I'm going to share with you guys like a poem analogy thing, thing that I wrote today. It's going to be spoken word because I'm talking out loud that I wrote just kind trying to define deconstruction because it can be a really tricky word depending on who's using it. If you're talking to somebody who now claims to be an ex evangelical and they maybe are not even a believer anymore, then they expect deconstruction to mean that you have left the faith or you've maybe found a very liberal idea of faith that is just not necessarily orthodox. It's just depending on how you feel or whatever and how people feel and maybe mix with some other things. Um, some people just walk away from everything. Some people just walk away and to only find their own version of it. And so deconstruction is kind of a weird word. And within the church, sometimes it can be a really negative word and people are very negative towards it. I actually have come across that quite a bit on Facebook and some of the groups that I'm a part of where people are just like against the idea of deconstruction. And I think it's because they equate it with deconversion. So like if you deconstruct, you automatically deconvert, which means to no longer be a Christian. But I don't think that always has to be the case. I mean, that's not my story at all. And I've gone through multiple seasons of deconstruction now, and I am definitely still an Orthodox believer in Jesus Christ and in the creeds of the faith that have been around for 2000 years since he went back up to heaven. So yeah, let's talk deconstruction. Let's define it. Let's figure out what it really means, and let's talk about why it's necessary. So one of the groups that I'm a part of on Facebook is moderated by Karen Swallow Pryor, and she is an author and a writer and a professor. And it was really interesting to hear her original perspectives on deconstruction. Like some of the things she was saying about it was like kind of like more negative, like on the negative side of things. But then she really just kind of looked into it and she wrote this beautiful article that I'm going to link in my podcast notes on religious uh, religionnews.com. And she was talking about the necessity of deconstruction. And as she realized maybe what's really going on and just how necessary this really is. And she talked about this bathroom they were remodeling in their house and how they ended up having to completely deconstruct the bathroom because it was so rotten. 
There was so much mold and water damage that they had to completely tear apart the bathroom down to the studs and then start to rebuild. And she said, I realized that there's so much of this religious Christianity that is rotten to its core and we have to deconstruct. We have to. And so that's where we're coming from right now in season five. I really want you to realize that I think you probably do realize, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably realize that there is a lot of mess within what we call our modern Christianity. A lot of it that's not really Christianity. It's not biblical. It's extra biblical. It's things people have added to it over the years. It's tradition. It's people's opinions. It's people's feelings. It's whatever. And it's not really Jesus. And it's not really the the belief system that he wanted us to have. It's not, it's nothing to do with a relationship with God. It has to do with following these specific rules or understanding a formula or whatever. And so there's a lot we need to deconstruct. And going back to Mars Hill for a minute, if you haven't started listening to that podcast, oh man, I think the entire Christian world needs to listen to this. And I understand that there's some people who are just not at the place right now where they can listen to it. Maybe their trauma is too fresh. And it's just too much for them to really hash over right now. And that's totally fine. I get that. Someone reached out to me and said, I just can't do it. I said, that's okay. You don't have to. Like, it's okay. It's okay. But if you're in a place where you can handle it and where you're willing to just have your mind be opened and blown and like, wow, this is a mess. Like, this is not okay. Like, it needs to be listened to. Everyone needs to listen to it because it's holding us accountable. It's tearing back the rug that we try to sweep our pile of dirt under. And it's opening up the closet of darkness and grossness that's been hidden. And it's exposing it for us to see. And it's asking questions that we need to ask. Like, why are we so happy to have these narcissistic, power-hungry leaders in charge? Why do we protect them? Why are we so bent on, like, protecting, quote-unquote, the name of Christ when really we're trying to protect our own name or the name of some celebrity pastor? Why are we continuing to do this over and over again? Why are there so many people who are falling? in such substantial ways, why did we ever let them be up there in the first place? How are we equating our religion with a man or a woman, but mostly men, um, instead of with Jesus? Like, There's just so many really important questions that this podcast is bringing up. And so if you're someone like me who's been listening just avidly and you can't wait for the next episode and you just devour it, like it's just a timely podcast. And the reason that it's so amazingly well-known right now is because they are touching on things that are in our hearts. Like we've experienced this. We've experienced this brokenness within the the church, within the faith. And we're like, what in the world? Like, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. I've been there and it's broken and it's messy and it's not Jesus. So deconstruction. There's different definitions of deconstruction. And so I want to read you guys this poem, or today we'll call it our spoken word. Okay, here we go. Defining deconstruction. There was an incredible Lego set, but over the years, people added pieces to it and they took some away. Most of them had good intentions. They were trying to make it look better. Or more creative, maybe more fun, and even more defined. But after a while, you couldn't tell what it used to look like. It was just a pile of Lego blocks stuck together. 
I took the blocks apart, and I found the original instructions, which were kind of crumpled and hard to read. And then I separated the pieces, choosing the ones that belonged to the original set. I did my best to follow the directions, even though they weren't always easy to decipher. And I put the Lego set back together again. I threw the extra Lego blocks in my Lego bin. This is my faith deconstruction story. Not everyone deconstructs this way, but because we use the same word to describe our journey, it can be confusing. Some people separate the blocks and then use them to build something completely different. The end results can drastically vary. Other people take the Lego blocks apart and throw them in the trash, or leave them in a pile on the floor and walk away, for a while, or for forever. We all took the pieces apart, so we all call what we did with them deconstruction. But it's what happened after we took them apart that makes our stories so different and creates a confusing definition. Because deconstruction means different things to each of us. More and more people are recognizing that the Lego set called American Christianity no longer looks like the original. Because too many pieces have been added on or taken away. But we have different ways of dealing with it. I believe it's necessary to take apart the blocks, to deconstruct our faith, even though it can be scary or uncomfortable. A lot of extra pieces have been added on over the years. Some of us have more than others. But I also believe that it's possible to try and put it back together again using the original instructions. Not easy, but worth it. Because I am confident that the one who designed the Lego set in the first place is here to help us. When I think of faith deconstruction, it's just taking apart the things that we thought we believed. It's laying them down and picking them apart, and it's messy. And it, it's kind of really messy for a while. And you can wonder, like, am I ever going to really know what I believe again? But so many of us have had these things added to our faith that were never in the true scriptures. They were never a part of the relationship with God that the Bible talks about. They were just added religion. They were more like the Pharisees than they were like the followers of Jesus. And so faith deconstruction can be absolutely necessary. But it doesn't mean that you lose your faith. Maybe you do for a while, but you don't have to for forever doesn't mean that you have to walk away from everything completely. I did not walk away from Jesus because I had met him, and I knew he was real, and I knew he was worth fighting for. And so when I rebuilt my faith multiple times over the years, it's always been with a very real God in the center. It's been, who are you? Show me who you are. I want to know the truth about who you are and who I am and what this all means. And so everything as I've built back together again has been kind of built around him. He's been a part of it. We've done this together. And I get that some of you guys may not be at that place right now. So like I told this young girl that I talked to the other day, I said, you know what? Sometimes we have to start really basic. Sometimes we can't even start with the Bible because the Bible has been used to just abuse us. Sometimes we have to start with nature. And even that's been a little bit messed up these days with the idea that God didn't really create the world. But If we put that aside and we say, okay, if God really did create the world, and to me, there's no possible way this could have happened by accident. It's too designed. It's too intentional. 
So if God created this world, what kind of a God is he? What does nature tell me about who God is? Well, it tells me that he loves beauty and color, that he's creative, that he has a sense of humor, that he loves things that are fun and cuddly and sweet. It tells me that he's big and strong and powerful if he makes things like giant waves and mountains and super tall trees. It tells me that he loves me because he gave me this place to live and it's good and it's beautiful and it provides for me and it gives me the things that I need. There's so many more things that we can learn about God from nature. And that's actually from scripture too. Romans, Apostle Paul talks in Romans about how the creation itself tells us who God is. Okay, so maybe we start there. We just say, okay, if you're real, then I want to know you. And I want to know what the truth is about who you are and about who I am. And I recognize that there are a lot of screwed up things that I have added on to this Lego set over the years. And I don't want them there anymore because I just want the truth. I want the real God from the real Bible telling me the real story of him and the people he's created. Guys, he wants to know you. He wants you to know him. We were created to know God intimately and to be known by him. And if we seek for that, we will find it. And it might be unexpected. It might be not what you expect. And it might be different than you expected. And you might have to let go of some of your pet things that you've always thought. But as I've said over and over again, we don't get to decide who God is. He is who he is. And we just discover him. And he is discoverable. So stick with me for the next few weeks as we talk about what this looks like to deconstruct our faith. And I'm going to talk to you about it in a way that's deconstructing and still holding on to these orthodox creeds of the faith. Because that's what this is all about to me. It's about finding that real God, discovering who he is, and then walking in that truth about who he is and who I am because of who he is. So I look forward to this, guys. Welcome back. It's going to be good. And I'll talk to you next week. Until then, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.